A fake trial is currently taking place to try and illegally remove my name from the ballot. I often say that 2024 will be the most important election in the history of our country. The reason for that and that statement is that our country is being destroyed by people who have no idea what they're doing, or even worse, they may very well have an idea. They may hate our country, and they may want to see it destroyed. But it may also be the last election we ever have. If this election doesn't work, if this election is rigged and stolen, if bad things happen, our country will not survive. If Crooked Joe and the Democrats get away with removing my name from the ballot, then there will never be a free election in America again. We will have become a dictatorship where your president is chosen for you. You will no longer have a vote or certainly won't have a meaningful vote. And you could say, frankly, that that has already begun. This truly is our final chance to save America. And with the 2024 election now less than one year away, this is your chance to take a stand against tyrants that support the one and only movement that can save our country and make America great again. We must win in 2024. If we don't win, we will not have a country. If we do win, we will make America greater than it's ever been before. Thank you. All right, Sandy Rios with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. Regardless of how you feel about President Donald Trump, what he said just then is true. And when he say we win, he's talking probably about himself, but I don't think he's just talking about himself. I think he's talking about the American people, the people who are the object of the wrath of the Justice Department, of the wrath of the IRS, of the wrath of all the various departments who have just uh, plunged into deep-statedness, where they, they're not our friend. They are not our friends anymore. They're not friends to the American people, and certainly neither is our executive branch. And so uh, Donald Trump is right about all of this. And, of course, because he is the tip, he's the tip of the spear of this, because he is the person leading in the polls for the presidential election. And we're going to talk today about some of those attacks against him. I know you're seeing some of them, but maybe not many I find the media not covering this very much because they don't like him. They don't want to say anything about him. And so it's kind of hard to find uh, what's happening to him. But what's happening to him is what's going to happen to us. That's why this is important. It's not a campaign issue. It is and it isn't. This is important information, what they are doing to him. It's unlawful. It is lawfare. And it's coming to you and your neighborhood and all of us. Look at the January Sixers, how they've been treated by our court system and by our Justice Department. And this is how they're treating Donald Trump. Only he's getting, because he is the big person in this, he's getting attacked from all sides. So we're going to talk about what's happening to him today with Mike Davis, uh, who is a constitutional expert. He's been in the middle of these battles. I will explain who he is better. When he joins us next, you've probably seen him all over television. He's one of the greatest apologists for uh, constitutional law and the, the rule of law. And so he'll join us in just a few minutes to talk about what's happening specifically in Colorado. But before we do that, depending on when you hear this, if, uh, if you hear this on the day that I'm, uh, we're actually recording, it will go up today, November the 6th. Uh, or if you hear it tomorrow, November the 7th. Or if you hear it later, then this won't apply but it applies today, and that is November, 1, November the 7th. Tomorrow 
is the day of the vote in Ohio on issue one. We did an entire show on that last week because issue one would make abortion legal for all nine months. It will remove any parental rights. You have no idea what a nightmare this will be. Michigan has already gone through this, and they lost because pro-life voters did not turn out the way they should have. This is an off, you know, off schedule, not off schedule, but off year election. It's an odd time. Not many states are having elections. Uh, There is, um, I think marijuana is on the ballot in Ohio, but it will not drive a lot of people to the polls, uh, we don't think. And so that's why I'm telling you, I'm begging you, really, if you're in Ohio or if you have friends there or relatives, uh, you need to go to the polls and tell your friends they need to get out you will, you will rue the day that you did nothing uh, to stop issue one. And with that, if issue one cannot be stopped, and this goes like a cancer, which is what they're planning, to pass this in this way, uh, sneak it in, as it were, when it's not a regular election time, uh, and also to di- misrepresent what the wording is, the only way, the only way we will have to stop the killing of unborn babies is through an organization like Preborn who appeals to the moms. It's not a political issue. It's not a, a something to vote on. They appeal directly to the moms by providing ultrasounds so they can see the baby in their womb. That's a, a wonderful way to save lives. It's also going to be even more valuable as states, uh, if they do adapt things like article, like Issue 1 in Ohio, which they, you know, many of them will. You know that. This will be the only way to save these babies. And so I encourage you to help Preborn by going to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. want to also mention you can call us at 662-821-2040 anytime. We've been getting some great calls, and I'm going to be playing them soon. You can write us at sandy at afr.net, afr.net. You can listen to us on any podcast platform. Our home platform is AFR, AmericanFamilyRadio.net, but you can go to Apple or Spotify or Amazon, wherever you're accustomed to listening to podcasts. You can find information that we talk about posted on our Facebook page, Sandy Rios 24-7. And, of course, if you tweet, I'm an at Sandy Rios tweet. I'm on Instagram at Sandy Rios 24-7. We're on Truth Social, on YouTube, and Rumble. So there you go. There's a lot of places where you can listen to Sandy Reels 24-7. Well, today is important. So, And this is something that you might actually want to get out your pencil and paper and take notes so you can actually repeat to your friends and family what's happening and why this is so scary. So uh, I hope you'll do that as you sit back and listen to today's edition of Sandy Reels 24-7. From American Family Radio. Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. 
His civil fraud trial is underway in New York, and the former president is set to stand trial in four criminal cases next year. But there are also two lawsuits, one in Colorado and one in Minnesota, that are trying to stop Donald Trump's name from appearing on their ballots. Both suits argue the former president is ineligible to run for office because of a clause in the 14th Amendment known as the Insurrection Clause. This is what the Insurrection Clause says. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid to comfort to the enemies thereof. That's long, but let me just tell you, the lawsuits argue that Donald Trump's actions leading up to and on January 6th they disqualify him from office for that very definition. Then in Michigan, Donald Trump has already filed a lawsuit himself to block efforts to keep him off the ballot there. All right, that's MSNBC waxing eloquent on Amendment 4, which is uh, the reason why several states are trying to throw President Trump off the ballot. This is just a part, ladies and gentlemen, of the, uh, the I guess, lawfare, we will call it, because that's the best word, against President Donald Trump and his family. And the latest thing is is playing out in Colorado. It ended last Friday, and I've asked uh, someone from Colorado who's been our guest before. Mike Davis is a national treasure. He's the chief counsel. Uh, he was the chief counsel for nominations to the Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley. He's the one who ushered through Brett Kavanaugh. He also did an outside effort uh, support team for Justice Neil Gorsuch, uh, his successful confirmation to the Supreme Court. Mike is a, an attorney himself with a, a real a wonderful career, but he founded uh, and is president of the Article Three Project, which is an organization that defends constitutionalist judges and uh, the rule of law. And so he's in the thick of this. Colorado is his home. And uh, we've asked him to join us this morning. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know, I told you off the air that I saw you with Kimberly Guilfoyle on Newsmax on Friday talking about this, and then that was an MSNBC clip. But I'm I'm really curious. And I'm not talking about radio interviews, but have you gotten much television a time to, to describe what happened in Colorado? Well, you know, I have. I've talked. I've uh, I've been on Fox News. I've been on Newsmax. I've been on. Uh, Steve Bannon show several times. I've been on many different shows several different times. So yeah, I've been out there. Okay. Well, I just uh, uh, the reason I'm asking because I had the, had the impression that the networks were not covering this. So I'm glad to know uh, that they are asking you to come. And so, uh, Mike, uh, let's talk about what's happening on this Colorado case because it's kind of like an epidemic, like a cancer that's spreading across the country. We heard the MSNBC host explain to us it has to do with the fourth because of. Something in the Fourth Amendment, Donald Trump should be removed from the ballot. Can you please uh, explain this? Well, so the Democrats impeached President Trump twice for nonsense, and they indicted him four times for non-crimes, and that backfired. He's actually now beating President Biden like a drum, as evidenced by the most recent even New York Times poll that shows that Trump is on a path to uh, to win more than 300 electoral votes. So Democrats are now trying to gag President Trump uh, in two different cases illegally in New York and then in the January 6th case in front of the Obama D.C. Judge Tanya Shutkin. 
to biased judges. That's not going to work when they the, these these gag orders are so blatantly unconstitutional. It's an illegal prior restraint on trade. And so, so now the Democrats are throwing their legal Hail Mary. And that is they they know that President Trump is going to win on November 5th, 2024. So they just want to take him off the ballot, take away that choice for the American people. And they're doing this by dusting off this 155-year-old provision in the Constitution that was passed after the Civil War to disqualify uh, Confederates who engaged in who engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States from holding office. It's Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, which you, you your listeners just heard how that's described. First, it's not even clear it applies to the President of the United States. But even if it does apply to the president of the United States, there is a process that you have to follow to disqualify people from holding office based upon insurrection or rebellion. There is a case that's directly on point from 1869. Uh, Then Chief Justice Talman Chase heard a case, and the court held that in order to disqualify under Section 3, of the 14th Amendment, Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute on insurrection or rebellion to, uh, to disqualify. And that's uh, pursuant to Congress's Section 5 powers, and Congress did that in 1870. There is a federal criminal statute on the books. It was last updated in 1948. It's still on the books, and it, it, uh, it deals with insurrection or rebellion, and it deals with disqualification. So in order to disqualify, you need to have a U.S. attorney or special counsel bring insurrection or rebellion criminal charges. You have to have a unanimous federal jury verdict. You have to have evidence beyond a reasonable a reasonable doubt. The judge, the federal judge, has to convict, and that conviction has to be upheld on appeal through the federal court of appeals and ultimately the Supreme Court if they decide to take the case. And so that's the only way you can disqualify someone for insurrection or rebellion under the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. What these Democrat operatives are doing is illegal. It's unconstitutional. It's anti-democratic. It's un-American. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Mike. And I don't, you know, I don't even really, I don't think it matters whether you like President Trump or his tweets or whether you support him for this election or you don't. Uh, this has really broad implications for all of us. And uh, I misspoke as the 14th Amendment. I want to, in plain language, say <laughs> the Civil War was an insurrection against the United States of America. The South wanted to undermine, withdraw. They attacked uh, violently uh, the, the the government of the United States and withdrew and then started this war. So that's that's an insurrection. So what they're doing, of course, is calling January 6th an insurrection. It's never met that definition. And, Mike, as my, as I, just to make this clear for everyone, including myself, President Trump, no one, even the J6ers have not been accused of insurrection, have they? They've not been convicted of that, right? Correct. So the January 6th committee has spent tens of millions of dollars, and the Biden Justice Department, including Jack Smith, has spent tens of millions of dollars hunting for evidence of insurrection. And no one has been charged for insurrection or rebellion, including President Trump, because the evidence does not exist. First of all, President Trump, 
said peaceful, right? And so how, how do you have an insurrection if you're telling your people to be peaceful? How do you have an insurrection if your people are showing up unarmed? How do you have an insurrection if President Trump wanted to send the National Guard to keep the, the, keep the peace, but, but Speaker Nancy Pelosi and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, two Democrats, told him no, they didn't want the National Guard. How the hell is that an insurrection? January 6th was a lawful protest permitted by the National Park Service that got out of control and devolved into a riot. It was not an insurrection. Think about this. These protesters, these rioters, got to the Senate floor, right, of our nation's capital, and they didn't burn down the place. They walked through velvet ropes. They took selfies. They followed police direction. If it were an insurrection, they would have burned down the place. They would have gone in armed. That's right. And uh, so... Since we're talking about President Trump, he's never been charged with insurrection. No one's ever said that, and certainly he's not been convicted for it. So this is a huge stretch. Well, if you're like me, you're enjoying this discussion with Mike, and uh, there's a lot more to come, so uh, don't go away. I want to just tell you a story. You know, the Thorpes have a growing family. They're people like you, and like most families, the cost of pregnancy can be really overwhelming. Christian Healthcare Ministries has shared all of their medical costs with ongoing pregnancies. And the Thorpes have the peace of mind knowing that all costs will be taken care of as they grow their family. Knowing that they're surrounded by the body of Christ and are being prayed for only makes their peace of mind greater. That's what Christian Healthcare Ministries does. It's a different way to provide health care for your families. It's a different way to pay for that health care. You can go to any doctor, any place you want to go, any hospital, And uh, it doesn't matter to them. And that's one of the freedoms that comes from being part of this. And they do pray for you. They have a whole prayer page. You become like a family when you have been with Christian Healthcare Ministries. They have been in this business longer than any of these organizations like this ever. They're they're the founders. They're the the fathers of all of this. Uh, They're located in all 50 states, and you can get coverage overseas. I think you might want to check this out. Go to chministries.org slash Sandy. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. So let's go. As you mentioned, there are lots of places where he, the, the court system is just vile and uh, unlawful. But let's talk about Colorado. That's your home state. That's where you are. You spent last week at this trial um, observing, and I'm not sure what your part was in that. I, I imagine he did more than observe, Mike, but uh, tell us, first of all, about this uh, new Denver District Judge, Sarah Wallace. Tell us about who she is and why it was inappropriate that she even be the judge in this trial. She just started in January as a judge. The Democrat governor named her last August. And two months after the Democrat governor named this Democrat donor to the Denver District Court, and before she took the—so this is back— He named her in August, back in October of 2022, before she took the bench in 2023. So she's the judge designate. Before the 2022 midterm elections, she made several Democrat donations, including one that is really problematic. She donated to an anti-Trump January 6th group that's trying to chase Republicans out of office for supporting Trump on January 6th. And then she turns around Uh, becomes a federal judge in January, and now less than a year later, she's sitting on a trial last week, presiding over 
a trial that's going to decide where, whether President Trump gets kicked off the ballot based upon what he did on January 6th. That is a mm. clear conflict of interest. It's a clear judicial bias. President Trump's lawyers asked her to recuse last Monday morning. He said, oh, yeah, I guess I did make this donation. I don't remember making it. But regardless, I can be fair and I'll be fair. Well, that's not the legal standard. It's not whether she thinks she could subjectively be fair. It's whether the public objectively will think she can be fair. And objectively, she can't be fair. No one, no reasonable person thinks that a judge who donated to an anti-Trump January 6th pack is going to be fair in an anti-Trump January 6th trial. Okay, so the question is, you were in that courtroom. Was she fair? I mean, look, she she is a very smart judge. She uh, she she tries to pretend like she has a very even keeled judicial temperament, but there is no question that she's going to be the first judge in our history to disqualify a presidential candidate and for a bogus reason, right? Like, as we described, January 6th was not an insurrection, and even if it were an insurrection, the appropriate way to disqualify is through the federal criminal process, not some new Democrat uh, biased judge in Denver, Colorado, uh, uh, taking up this issue and deciding this in a lawless manner. This is an we're in unprecedented territory, and you would think that these uh, you would think that these judges would show a great deal of restraint, and Judge Sarah Wallace will not. She's going to disqualify President Trump. It is going to be appealed on an expedited basis to the Colorado Supreme Court. You skip the Court of Appeals when it's an election challenge. The Supreme Court is stacked with left wing activists now that Republicans stopped winning elections in Colorado since they legalized weed and went to all mail ballots and all the dirt bags from California and New York moved here like cultural COVID and ruined the state. So the Supreme Court's going to affirm Judge Wallace's disqualification. Then it's going to be up to the Supreme Court of the United States. They have discretionary review. They don't have to hear this case, but I don't know how they they, they avoid hearing this case because this is so much bigger than Donald Trump, like you said. This is these are republic ending tactics by Democrats. They are they their hatred of Donald Trump, their fear he's gonna win the White House has sent them to do these the most radical, extreme, un American, anti democrat, unconstitutional, illegal things imaginable. Well and the point needs to be the the point we need to make if people haven't caught this point yet, is that if they will treat a former president who has all of this privilege, uh, I mean, written into law, he has privilege. Uh, If they can treat him uh, this way, disregarding the law, then how in the world do any of us, can any of us ever expect to have a fair trial before a judge if our opinions are not the correct opinions, according to public discourse. And that's really what this boils down to. It's it's the system of justice in this country. Uh, My understanding is that she has, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you're you're careful, and I'm glad you're careful. Uh, She has actually rejected all of President Trump's uh, attorney's legal arguments, which includes what you just explained about that clause of the 14th Amendment, right? She's rejected that objection. He has rejected every one of Trump's legal arguments before trial. 
Um, there's no question she's going to disqualify President Trump. They are going to go do closing arguments on November 15th, which is a Wednesday, I believe. And by Friday, November 17th, she has promised to issue her ruling. So we're going to have a, a ruling uh, a week from this Friday, I presume. It's going to disqualify. And then what's going to happen? And this is Colorado's a blue state. Trump's not going to win Colorado. But what they're going to do is take this precedent from Colorado and take it on the road. They're going to use this precedent from this demo, biased Democrat judge in Denver and use this in, in, in swing states like like Michigan, like Minnesota, like other places where Trump actually has a shot of winning. And that could throw the election. Look, yeah. we just saw the New York Times polling that was just out yesterday. Trump is winning handily uh, nationwide and, and in five of the six key swing states. And this is a poll of registered voters, not even likely voters. So it's 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 going to be even worse for for Biden and, and better for Trump. And they, they know this is coming. And that's why they're throwing this legal Hail Mary of using a post-Civil War amendment to get rid of uh, Confederate sympathizers who engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the Union. And they're trying to use that. They're dusting that off from 155 years ago to, to try, try to take out their political opponent for a protest that turned into a riot, right? Remember, uh, Biden and Harris cheered on BLM's much more destructive and deadly, mostly yes. peaceful protest yes, around the country. Do. And that the Biden White House, Biden and the uh, Biden White House and the Biden Justice Department said that the illegal obstruction of justice campaigns outside of Supreme Court justices' homes, which is a clear violation of federal criminal statute, somehow are protected by the First Amendment, right? So you, 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 can't, uh, you can't have your insurrection view uh, on disqualification based upon whether you agree with their politics or not. Yeah. And there are other states, you alluded to this, but let's talk about that just for a second, because my understanding is Minnesota is maybe the other, I'm not sure that all the states that I've seen, Pennsylvania, Florida, New Hampshire, as I understand it, have already litigated this. Is that from the same argument? Are they using the same argument everywhere? Minnesota is going to do the same? Is the same argument about the 14th Amendment? Yeah, they're, they're going to use Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to say that Trump should be removed from the ballot because he's disqualified under the 14th Amendment. Right. Well, don't you think, I mean, Mike, you know the Supreme Court better than just about anybody. And I, I wouldn't you think that that, uh, you know, they've been loath to take anything related to the 2020 election or to Trump or even January 6th. I'm not sure they've ruled on anything about J6. I could be wrong. Uh, they're just, they just don't want to get involved. Uh, to typical Justice Roberts. But anyway, isn't it more likely that they would take this up since multiple states are proceeding with this argument? Well, you would think so. They have discretionary review, but they don't have to. But you know what? The Supreme Court justices, with their lifetime tenure and their pay protection, they may have to put on their big boy pants. They may have to take a Trump case because this is so much bigger than Trump or one election. These are Republican tactics by the Democrats. Our country is going to fall apart if Democrats simply remove the leading presidential candidate from the ballot based upon their bogus legal theory in the Supreme Court sits back and lets Democrat operatives and Democrat judges in Democrat states like Colorado do that. That's not going to fly with the American people. So if the Supreme Court wants to 
retain any legitimacy. They're going to have to do their job, again, put on their big boy pants, and they're going to have to follow the Constitution and gasp. That may actually deliver a victory for President Trump. Wow. Uh, Mike Davis has been our guest. And I want to say, Mike, uh, again, he is a, he was a national treasure. He did so much good work in Washington, D.C., and now he's back in his own state doing great work, but he's doing it all over the country. And he is the founder and president of the Article 3 project. It's called A3A3P. You want to say just a word about that, Mike, and how people might help? Yeah, I appreciate that. You can go to article3project.org, article3project.org, and donate there. We are we have been we've done over fifteen hundred, probably over two thousand media hits supporting defending Trump since the Mar-a-Lago raid, like fifteen months ago, or however long wow. it's been. This lawfare, as we've said from day one, is going to backfire on the Democrats, the American people, not Democrat lawyers, Democrat judges, Democrat juries, and Democrat hellholes like New York, D.C., Atlanta, and now Denver are going to decide the next presidential election. At the Article 3 Project, we support and defend conservative judges. Uh, We oppose left-wing activists, and we support the rule of law. And uh, defending Trump against this lawfare is part of that rule of law uh, component, and, uh, and defending constitutionalist judges and and criticizing leftist judges. We're getting all three of those with this lawfare against Trump. Let me ask you one final, uh, it's a personal question. Mike, you live in Colorado, for heaven's sake, and you worked in D.C. You saw the underbelly of really the wickedness when Kavanaugh was, you know, went through his confirmation process and interpreting that. You live in Colorado where uh, you described it briefly, but it's really not a... It's a terrible place for people who hold your op- opinions. How do you maintain your how do you maintain your courage and your steadfastness in that atmosphere? Well, when you grow up with red hair, you're used to having the crap beat out of you. So you just kind of get tough and you just stop caring <laughs> what people think. But you know, that's part of it. I mean I was I was raised uh, I was raised Catholic by these liberal Catholic parents. And they finally got mugged by reality like, you know, 10 years ago. But I've always been conservative since I was a young kid because I've always seen that the Democrats who pretend like they're helping the little people and helping minorities, like particularly black people, their policies actually hurt them. I mean, I think I've seen since a since I was a young kid that there's just something wrong and evil with the, the, with the leftists, not liberals, leftists. And we're seeing that. They're ugly faces, these leftists, these Marxists. They're not – this is not our parents or grandparents' Democrat Party. These aren't liberals who love America. These are leftists. These are Marxists. They hate America and everything we stand for. And that is what we're fighting against, this demonic force called Marxism in this next election. Totally agree. And I'm glad I asked you that question. It makes me laugh. I'm going to always think about that. When I see you, <laughs> your red hair. Okay, Mike Davis. Again, it's uh, Article 3P, A3P, Article 3 Project, if you'd like to help them. Mike, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Sandy Rios back with you of Sandy Rios 24-7. I want to remind you that we are approaching, or depends on when you're listening to this, I am recording before um, 
November the 7th, which is Election Day around in many states around the country. Mississippi is one of them, Virginia. There are some very, very important elections, and I hope that you will uh, not uh, neglect doing some research a little bit. Look for your voter guide. Call people that you know that are connected. And if you can't, if all else fails and you can't find inside information, then go to the polls and vote for the ones that are obvious to you, uh, obvious candidates that would be good or the issues. Like, for instance, in, in Ohio, there's this issue one. Issue one would make abortion legal for all nine months. It would do away with your ability as a parent to have anything to say about even your children having abortions. I mean parental rights for from children on up. There's no limitation. That's what's so frightening about this. There's no limitation on abortion. There's no limitation uh, with issue one, if it passes, on the rights of your children. Your children will have rights to make decisions about their uh, their sexual life, about their uh, whether they want to make if they want to make transition, all of those things. It's really very frightening and incomprehensible. And so, please, if you are in and around Ohio, please vote. Uh, please tell your friends. And uh, of course, the other states are important too. Virginia, Mississippi, they have other their issues, and they have candidates in local races, and they're so important. Uh, in Virginia, the the control of uh, the assembly. Uh, is at stake here, and the Virginia Senate. So please make yourself an expert on what's happening and and go and vote. Freeborn, of course, is uh, countering all the issue ones uh, that are spreading like cancer around the country. Michigan has already passed one. It's just really incomprehensible. Uh, The people of Michigan have to live with this because it becomes an amendment to the Constitution, not just a law that could be reversed. It's, It's a horrible ploy and design by the left, which is really the enemy of God right now. They really are. They hate life. They hate life, and they make ways, all the ways they can, to make sure that you can kill your baby. So that leaves us with trying to find some other way to save these little ones and their moms. And Preborn does a great job of that. You know the drill. If you'd like to help them, go to preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation to persuade these moms, regardless of what the law says, to not take the lives of their babies, to not allow, allow anyone to take the lives of their babies. It's preborn.com slash Sandy. My legal team and I will vigorously contest every count of the indictment in which I have been named and also every count in which others are named, for which my knowledge of the relevant facts, law, and constitutional provisions may prove helpful. I am confident that when the law is faithfully applied in this proceeding, all of my co-defendants and I will be fully vindicated. Do you still think the election was stolen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Still? No question. No question in my mind. That was the voice of John Eastman. John has uh, been now in California, has gone on trial about his bar license because of being an attorney for President Trump. But he has refused to relent. He was asked the same question uh, after the, uh, the, the powers that be out there found him culpable for misconduct. That's the way they said it. They haven't decided yet. Uh, if They haven't declared that they're going to take away his law license. But you can pretty much take it to the bank. They're going to take away his law license. He was asked the same question out there. Do you think that the election of 2020 was stolen? Do you still say that? And he says, Absolutely. That's what he said there, too. He's 
uh, sticking to his guns. He's really inspirational. And so is President Trump, who's uh, been placed under these incredible gag orders, uh, illegal gag orders in various states, whether it's New York or the District of Columbia or Georgia. Uh, he's, you know, pretty much refused to relent. And some people think that's uh, offensive or I don't know what they think. But for me, this is courage, the, the kind of courage that this we need as individuals in order to survive if, with what we're facing. Uh, but we're talking about President Trump and the whole business in Colorado. And I've asked my husband to join me. Of course, Bruce is an attorney. Uh, he was a prosecutor at Cook County in Chicago. Uh, he also was a uh, an attorney with the FBI for part of his assignment there. And um, I just think he probably has some opinions. <laughs> right, honey? Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I certainly do. Okay, so I'm, let us have it. What, do you, what did you think about what Mike had to say? Well, what strikes me in watching this situation with President Trump and with others is the left has decided their strategy is going to be whenever they don't like a law, whenever they don't like a candidate, whenever they want to push an agenda, they find a, a court or a judge that lines up with them politically. And they either sue in a civil court or they try to get someone charged in a criminal court to either make them go away or imprison them, take them off the ballot. Um, it, 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 it's just amazing. You know, this whole situation, Mike explained really could be resolved by determining two things. Number one is, did Donald Trump engage in insurrection on January 6th? Well, a state court cannot decide that. There's something in the Constitution called the Supremacy Clause. It's Article 6, Paragraph 2 of the U.S. Constitution, commonly called the Supremacy Clause. And what that says is that a state court cannot usurp the function of a federal court. So as Mike told you, the other issue here is, did a federal court ever determine that Donald Trump engaged in insurrection? No, they have not. So this thing should be over in Colorado. Well, it has been overturned, as I understand, uh, in Florida, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire. They've also, they've already litigated it, and it didn't, it did not pass muster. So we can be grateful for that, but now it's going to spread. You know, they're not, they're not going to stop. You know, yesterday I saw Mike on MSNBC. Hillary, uh, uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle was filling in for uh, Rob Schmidt. And by the way, could I just, I'm going to add a commercial here. I think Rob Schmidt delivers the best hour news show on the dial right now. Uh, if you're looking for a place to go, he's kind of like what Brett Bear used to be. I don't trust Brett anymore. Rob is really good. He used to be at Fox. He's very good at delivering, and I just think uh, he really makes sure that you know what's true. So I'm just telling you that's on Newsmax. I, I recommend him. So Mike was on that, but Kimberly Guilfoyle, who, of course, used to be at Fox, and Kimberly's an attorney, uh, and she was covering bits of this. Uh, and uh, she saw, showed some clips, Bruce, and I saw the, the, a clip from the uh, New York courtroom and President Trump has been ordered, they've put a gag order, order on him from criticizing anyone in the court, uh, from the judge to the clerk, because the clerk, and I saw her picture, she was she's smirking and kind of making fun of 
uh, President Trump's legal team and anyone who testifies for him. And the judge, I I know that, you know, we could talk about it. Not, you know, no one has to be pretty to be a judge, but this guy had, like, he looked like he was loving what he was doing. i meaning destroying President Trump, just loving it. Yeah, some people have made the comment that the judge should be wearing makeup because he's playing to the camera so much during this trial. I'm not a fan of cameras being in there to begin with. And this is one of the reasons is it's bad enough that it appears that several people in this courtroom, whether it be the judge, the clerk, or whomever, already have um, opinions about Donald Trump that are not favorable. But then when you add in a camera, it, it it's kind of like it, it, it teases them to show out even more. Yeah. Well, the clerk has donated to anti-Trump causes, and I the the I have to look at this more. But the judge in the New York City trial also is a big Democratic donor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's de- uh, donated to things directly against Trump. I can't say that till I've looked into it better. Well, as 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 Mike said, you know, we have people in the current um, situation that actually have donated to anti-Trump January six yeah. groups. Yeah, I the, mean. The judge in the, Colorado. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, judges have to uh, use recusal as, you know, sparingly. I mean, uh, uh, most judges have touched in some ways a lot of cases. But in this case, it goes directly to the issue. And that is she has already stated by her donation that she believes that Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection yeah. on January 6th. Exactly. So, and now she's still sitting on this trial. She also, I'm sorry, but I said, I'm profiling left, the left. She looks like a, a really scary leftist female. Uh, I, you know, big bushy hair, just hard look, kind of enjoying it also. It's just, it's amazing. It's really, you know, Mike points out uh, something. He touched on this in our conversation, but let me read his words from this post. He says the Democrats impeached Trump twice for nonsense. They indicted him four times for non-crimes. They're trying to destroy his family business with a bogus civil fraud suit. And here's the fraud. It's a non-fraud of a businessman paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks in full and on time and with interest. And as agreed, the Democrats even illegally and outrageously have gagged Trump twice. Bruce... Have you ever heard when you were in any doing any trials? Did you ever hear about someone being, who was being prosecuted, being gagged from speaking badly about anybody in the courtroom, a, a witness or a, a judge or? Never in my personal experience, oh. um, n- never. Yeah. Uh, somebody is allowed to exercise their first amendment. Now you cannot incite violence against somebody. You know, you can't walk out and say, "Hey, I think that somebody should go to this prosecutor's house and and uh, execute him" or something like that. And that is not what President Trump has been doing. Yeah, he's been saying that this is an unfair court. This is a, a witch. You know, he loves to use the term witch hunt, um, but I think he's pretty accurate. Yeah, in what I, he's saying. Yeah. Now, here's something to prove our point: the U.S. District Judge uh, Tanya Chutkin in Washington D.C. overseeing that trial that has to do with uh, January sixth uh, has put the most stringent gag order, I think, uh, on President Trump. And guess who came out in his defense? The ACLU is defending President. They oppose that Trump gag order, and they know they can't stand President Trump. That shows you how bad it is. 
Well, you know, let me put a, just a little meat on this um, whole situation. Uh, the 14th Amendment, where this, um, uh, this suit is, is uh, revolving around, was passed after the Civil War, and it was to address Confederates that had participated in the Civil War. And the two people that were being identified as sort of targets was Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederacy, and Robert E. Lee, who was the commander-in-chief of the military. Neither one of these people was ever charged with insurrection. There was talk of charging them with treason. That did not happen either. Now, the Civil War, that's an insurrection, as you alluded to earlier. That was an attempt to overthrow our government and to leave it. And I'm not commenting on the rightness or wrongness of the, of the, of the cost, but I'm just saying that was an insurrection. What happened on January 6th, as Mike said, was um, a demonstration that in some people's opinion turned into a riot. Donald Trump was not present when this demonstration went from a demonstration to, if you call it a riot. In fact, what is always left out by the media is that Donald Trump asked people to peacefully demonstrate, to peacefully march to the Capitol. They actually edited that part of his speech. Some networks did. Oh, well, all right. So you, I think you have a pretty good idea now of what's going on. And I wanted to bring you that update because I, I personally felt like I didn't, uh, had not kept up with it the way I want to. And it's hard to when media outlets are not covering it very much. So uh, we, I want to thank Mike Davis for joining us today and giving us his valuable time since he's done 1,500 interviews uh, since this all started. So um, I want to remind you we have some great sponsors, and uh, I hope you will check out the work of Christian Healthcare Ministries. Uh, just go to Christian Healthcare Ministries. Just go to chministries.org slash Sandy and check out what it means. They will explain it to you on their website how this works uh, and how it is a replacement for insurance. And uh, it's, I just know, you know, thousands and thousands of families are part of this and have been for a long, long time. So uh, I hope you'll check it out. It's chministries.org slash Sandy. Also, preborn.com slash Sandy to support preborn. And that, of course, ties into what's happening on November the 7th, depending on when you hear this, that is Election Day. Uh, and certainly in Ohio, I want to shout out Ohio because of Issue 1, which makes abortion legal for all nine months, and does away with parental rights for children of any age. Those of you in Ohio, vote against Issue 1, no on Issue 1. But you can also stop abortions by supporting preborn with uh, making ultrasounds available to moms. It's preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. Well, you've been listening to Sandy Reels 24-7, and you know... Uh, that you can reach us by email at sandy at afr.net. You can call us at 662-821-2040. And it's so nice to hear your voices. I've been listening to uh, calls that have been coming in. It's just nice to hear your voice. I miss doing live radio for that reason. But uh, you can call us at 662-821-2040. You can listen to the podcast at afr.net. Uh, that is the mothership, or you can go to any podcast outlet and do the same. And you can find us again on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Rumble. Uh, we're everywhere, kind of like everywhere we can possibly be. 
uh, to make it possible for you to listen. Hey, speaking of listening, thank you for doing just that, listening to today's version of Sandy Rios 24-7.